Today's episode of The Daily Ding is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn an interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission, fees, or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn, or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to Robinhood.com. That's Robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not an investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. Martin Scorsese, the greatest living director, made the news for his controversial comments about the Marvel franchise. He said they're not real cinema and they remind him of theme parks. I agree. Although I don't know what he's doing hanging around theme parks. He's not big enough to go on the rides, is he? It's tiny. First flush and ain't that a smooth one. This is how it goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his ass. How dare you? Good morning, welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday morning. We've got all your action from Tuesday night in the NBA. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Eden Liu with Rob Lopez buying Theraflu for NBA players left and right. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, CP3 brought it in the BK. The Pistons shelf Blake Griffin and John ja Morant keeps the Grizzlies rolling. But first, it was mellow time up north, not Dame time. Well, it was kind of Dame time too for a little bit there. But Eden. Blazers 101, Raptors 99 in Toronto. Huge, huge victory for the Blazers because they have been struggling. They'd lost six of the last seven going into tonight's game. They pull off a comeback victory. Uh, Dame was good. 18 of his 20 points come in the second half of that game. Uh, and he had a couple of monster threes down the, down the stretch. But Carmelo Anthony mellow time like he hit a big three in the corner and then with the uh the game on the line it's tied at 99 99 uh they can't get the ball to dame cj gets the ball he's trapped a little bit trapped he gets the ball to mellow on the wing mellow gets a pull-up jumper knocks it down that's your game winner defended by hollis jefferson cj holding sweeps it low to the floor outside of carmelo head down 15 footer away carmelo anthony drills it straight away from 16 feet out Three and three tenths seconds remaining in this baby. Mellow game winner. This seems like a throwback Thursday. I mean, that's why they brought Mellow back, right? Is to hit shots when they can't always get the ball to Dame. That's Makes the sense, reason. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it was Carmelo's 17th career go-ahead field goal made in the final five seconds of a game. That's four more than any player since he was drafted in 2003. Also in this one, uh, we had a missed three-pointer by Kyle Lowry. That's actually a pretty decent look at the buzzer. Yeah. But, you know, Dame was phenomenal in the second half. He hits two monster threes. One of those threes to tie it up at 99 Probably a, an illegal screen by Hassan Whiteside on that play. I know oh, the Raptors yeah. are very, very upset about it. But Dave, I mean, it it was it was deep shots too, right? Like he was taking those those thirty footers, and he was just he was he was pretty spectacular down the stretch. 
Yeah, and he did not have a great first half, like you mentioned. Um, the Raptors were floating a pretty comfortable lead for most of the game. I think it was between like 8 and 12 for most of the yeah. game, with the biggest lead being up to 14 in the third quarter. But Dame did not let that, and his pretty abysmal play up to that point stop him from facilitating this comeback. Um, he had 18 of his 20 in the second half, but to further dramatize this point, he didn't hit his first three until there was only uh, 3.38 left in the third quarter. And before that, he only had six points on one for six shooting Ooh, up until then. Goodness. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, incredible. But, but the fourth quarter is Dame time. It's I feel like it is usually when he plays his best. Um, I didn't think it was really Dame time until about the 748 mark of the fourth quarter when he um, assists Simons on a three. And that's where I feel like you could kind of feel Dame take control of the game. Yeah. And the Blazers really started to chip away at that gap that they never seemed to be able to get close before then. Um, in the last five minutes of the game, Dame scored or assisted on all but that very last Mello shot. Um, and you know that clutch three that you mentioned from Mello before? Yeah. That was assisted by Dame. Assisted by Dame. Dame found him in the corner. Yeah. Um, so this is like a classic, like, not how about how you start, but how you finish Yeah, game. absolutely. And you know what? I'll even say Dame assisted on the final Mello shot because they were they were denying him so hard that they had plenty of room to operate on the floor. Yeah. So they he even took him out of that one. That's true. Um, yeah, the Raptors blew a 12-point fourth quarter lead in this one. I even got to admit, look, Hassan Whiteside, I make fun of him a lot because he's not any good, but he did have two huge... Huge blocks in that fourth quarter uh, down the stretch after getting absolutely embarrassed by Serge Ibaka on an up and under. So he learned from that moment. He blocks a couple of shots. He gets a jump ball at one point um, to help them pull that out. Patrick McCaw uh, also had a costly turnover before that mellow pull-up jumper. He threw the ball away trying to get it to Kyle Lowry, 13 seconds left in the game. Lowry had a good game, even though he struggled to make shots. He was 7 of 23 from the field, uh, 4 of 16 from deep, but was just 1 of 6 in the fourth. Uh, as I mentioned, got a decent look in that uh, in that buzzer beater attempt against Mario Hazonia, kind of leaning to his left, but it hit back iron. CJ McCollum was back after missing the last game with an upper respiratory infection. No Scalabissier in this one. Mello finished with 28 points, 7 rebounds. Dame with 20 points, 9 assists, 2 blocks, 4 rebounds uh Hassan Whiteside 14 and 16 with four assists and seven blocks goodness Anthony Simons was fantastic off the bench he mentioned he hit that one shot he finished with 12 points uh, McCollum did not shoot well five and 19 on the game uh for the Raptors you know obviously they're missing a ton of guys right now uh Nick Nurse said Fred Van Vliet could miss extended time with his hamstring injury Lowry did finish with 24 points and 10 assists Ibaka had 17 and 11 uh Chris Boucher 12 points nine rebounds three blocks Eden this Raptors bench Look, it doesn't matter who they plug into it. Someone's going to produce. Yeah, it's actually pretty incredible. I think we really have to give Nick Nurse and the Raptors, like all of them, credit for it. it's a collective effort. Like Boucher had a great game off the bench. Um, O'Shea Brissett had a great game off the bench. And like he's in this uh, in his minutes high, 23 this yeah, year. Yeah, Syracuse finest. Um, yeah, Matt Thomas even had a few games. This is his first game back since November 23rd, and he had a couple of threes and contributed eight points and six rebounds. So it's kind of a little too bad that the Raptors didn't win with such good production from their bench guys, but it's it's still, I mean, it was a close one. So I think it was more of a representative Dame willing this W for the Blazers than it was an indictment on the Raptors not being able to, you know, get enough from their bench players with all of their starters out yeah i'm with you and the raptors did they just they struggled to hit shots 36 and a half percent from the field in this game and uh, the blazers do pull out the victory other big game of the night thunder 111 nets 103 in overtime chris paul 
took over in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, Dallas stretching in overtime. So here we go. Through the first three quarters, Eden. Uh, eight points on two of seven shooting. Nothing to write home about, right? No. Nope. Fourth quarter, 16 points on five of six shooting. Fourth quarter, or I'm sorry, the overtime period, he hits four of their 10 points on both, both shot attempts. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander had the other six points in the period, and he finishes... Uh, Chris Paul finished with 28 points on 9 of 15 shooting, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Shea Gilgis-Alexander with 22 points on 8 of 18. And this is the thing, Eden, the Thunder. This is a weird stat, but I saw it. Uh, I saw it online. I can't remember where I saw it, so I'm sorry whoever's not getting the credit for putting that out there. It might have been Royce Young, uh, but I don't remember. Um, Thunder moved to 11-13 and 13 this season when trailing going into the fourth quarter. No other team has six wins. That's a yeah. weird stat, but it shows just how resilient they are. The broadcast was saying that the – that OKC has the best offensive rating in clutch minutes also. Oof. So yeah, that's all Chris Paul. It right? makes like sense. He was, yeah. Chris he Paul, was, he, he just all, he's able to hold on to control. And I think that's, he never loses his cool, especially in the clutch minutes. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. And he's just been, I mean, he's played like an all-star this year, right? Like that's not saying anything for Chris yeah. Paul in the past, but I don't know that people expected him to be at an all-star level this year. And he's been that good for them. Um, yeah. On the net side of it, Spencer Dinwiddie had a tough one, 14 points on six of 21 shooting, had six assists, had five rebounds. He just could not get anything going down the stretch. And, and in overtime, he just kind of spent, uh, he had a chance to win the game in regulation, missed a runner as, uh, as the, Clock expired. Uh, also missed a technical free throw that would have won the game um, in this one. And they just, even though he struggled, they did battle, right? Like the the Nets at home did battle. They've they've been losing like crazy lately, right? This is seven losses in a row now, but they are still scrappy enough. I feel like this is on the on the brink of turning around and being okay. Yeah, I. So I actually thought that this game might be over um, when the Thunder opened the second half with like on a 10 to 2 run. Um, But Dinwiddie had his only good stretch in the entire game in the third quarter. He had this little four minute stretch where he was able to get it going. And that's when the Nets were able to close to close the lead back down to one. Yeah. Um, And Levert also, who had a pretty bad first half. I double checked the numbers. In the first half, Levert shot just two for seven for four points in a little under 10 minutes. And in the second half and OT, he was five for nine for the other 16 of his points. And I think if it weren't for Levert, the Nets would not have been able to make a comeback because all of the starters, except for Torian Prince, were struggling tonight. And with Levert back, I think it takes off a lot of the pressure for Dinwiddie to have to, like, make every play. Um, So... It's even though they weren't able to win this one, I think Levert showed great production in his 22 minutes that he played. And that's like that's really good going forward for the Nets because Dinwiddie can just feel like a little pressure relieved off of him. Yeah, and, and they do just need that other score out there. Yeah. Uh, Nets couldn't get anything in overtime, right? They had two points in overtime, I believe, uh, which came off a of Joe Harris cut to the basket. He looked like he was coming up to the three-point line. He cuts the basket, didn't what he finds him, gets a layup. That's it. That's all they got in the overtime, and everything else was just short passes and tip passes and short shots and everything. It was kind of ugly. There was one yeah. very cool play for the Nets in this game. Terrence Ferguson tried to dunk all over Jared Allen, and he just knocked it away. Yeah. Just absolutely owned him at the rim. That was a fun moment 
moment. I love those meeting at the rim scenarios. The Thunder now won six of the last seven games and didn't have Danilo Gallinari or Nerlens Noel in this one. They were both out with injuries. Schroeder had 14 points off the bench. Steven Adams 10 and 18 with three assists and two steals. Uh, we also had uh, Torian Prince, as you mentioned, had a good game. 21 points, eight rebounds. Levert finished with 26 and three. Jared Allen, 12 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two blocks. One of them, that big one. DeAndre Jordan did have eight points and 10 rebounds. But the Nets still can't win. Seven losses in a row, and the Thunder keep winning in the clutch. All right, Eden, let's get to the news everybody needs for Wednesday. Uh, happened in tonight's game. Anthony Davis hurt his tailbone, or I guess... More accurately, he has a sacral contusion, which I am told by Twitter is a bone above the tailbone after colliding in air with Mitchell Robinson in the uh, second half of the Lakers win over the Knicks. We'll get more into that game in a little bit. He was down on the court through the commercial break. He walked really gingerly back to the locker room, standing in pain in the tunnel for uh, you know a few moments there. He, he finished with just five points on two of eight shooting in 28 minutes, but the x-rays did come back negative on the tailbone. He's diagnosed with a sacral contusion, didn't return to the game. Um, Eden, Unfortunately, we do go through this a lot with Anthony Davis getting injured, right? But um, the Lakers might not be in such rough shape as long as this isn't a long-term issue that really bothers them. Yeah, it sucks because he's having such a good season. Like, hopefully he won't have to miss much time. Like you said, x-rays did come back negative. And it was pretty hopeful that he was able to still walk around and not he didn't have to, like, get stretchered off. They had the stretcher ready for him, but he didn't need it. Um, but even if he does have to miss a couple of games, the Lakers do have a four game cushion up on the nuggets who are behind them in the conference seating. So hopefully he doesn't have to miss this game, but even if he does, the Lakers should be okay. Yeah. ESPN is reporting that the uh, plans for Davis to undergo an MRI on Wednesday, and he's expected to miss the upcoming road trip in Dallas and OKC. OKC, he'll stay back in rehab with the team. Uh, speaking of rehab, Blake Griffin is looks like he's done for the season. He underwent orthoscopic debridement of his left knee. He's out indefinitely. There is no timetable uh, for the return. He's going to go undergo extended rehab. Uh, Eden, he'd been terrible this year, right? Like he, like he just could Shooting never get going. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't get any lift. He couldn't get anything on there. Um, he, I don't know if he even had five good games uh, when he was on the court for he the Pistons. Didn't. Yeah, he was just uh, he, he was, was on bad. my fantasy team, so I oh, can no. assure you he had no good games. <laughs> so there you go. So, um, so now the Pistons, you know, they've they've. They might get Reggie Jackson back soon. I don't know what that means. They might trade Andre Drummond. Uh, Blake Griffin's done. So this Pistons team, at least they get to find a direction, go with the young guys like a like yeah. a Sekou Dumbuya and and try to figure out what they have with, with him and Thonmaker and all these other guys. The Warriors have waived Marquise Chris so that they can sign Damian Lee from a two-way deal to a multi-year deal. The former eighth overall pick now is done with his fourth different NBA team in four years. Uh, he's just not good, unfortunately. But Damian Lee has played so well that everyone around the Warriors wanted to find a way to keep him in the mix, and the two-way contract was about to expire for him. Jabari Parker has non-surgical procedure on his right shoulder and will be re-examined in two weeks. And, uh, you know, some good news uh, in a bad time in Australia. Nine NBA players, along with the Players Association and the NBA, pledged to donate a combined $750,000 to rescue and relief efforts on us, uh, in Australia amid the horrible brush fires. More than 25.5 million acres, roughly the size of the state of Kentucky, have been burned down by the wildfires across Australia in recent weeks. Uh, there's estimates of the fires have impacted more than half a billion animals on the continent. Uh, a lot of 
Australian representation in the NBA, Aaron Baines, Jonah Bolden, Ben Simmons, Ryan Brokoff, Matthew Delvadova, Dante Exum, Joe Ingles, Thonmaker, uh, Patty Mills, they all released a joint statement saying, we are heartbroken over the devastation these fires are causing all across our homeland. Our thoughts are with our families, friends, and all the people of Australia. We hope you feel our love and support and know that we will continue to bring awareness to this crisis globally and provide assistance in any way we can. Uh, prayers to the to Australia and everyone going through that stuff right now. And uh, hopefully they get the aid that they need and we can uh, we can see uh, better times for the environment there. All right, Eden, let's get to the rest of the games from Tuesday night. Uh, actually, a lot of close ones tonight, aside from Knicks Lakers, which we'll get into in a little bit. <laughs> but Pistons 115, Cavaliers 113 in Cleveland. No Larry Nance, no Kevin Porter Jr., no Dante Exum. Blake Griffin obviously out. Markeith Morris out. No Luke Kennard. Uh, we got some clutch free throws by Colin Sexton with 33 seconds left to uh, take a one-point lead for the Cavs. And then Derrick Rose goes down and hits a runner that gives them uh, a last... Uh, possession opportunity later in the game Colin Sexton then has a weird sequence where he airballed a he, he airballed a runner but it didn't count because the possession got challenged the possession actually goes back to Cleveland so then he gets another chance and he airballs another runner so it didn't matter right and then they foul Andre Drummond he misses a free throw or he hits a free throw he misses a free throw intentionally uh, the ball gets batted out of bounds to half court so then with 0.4 seconds left in a two-point deficit Kevin Love throws about a 45 to 50 foot lob to Tristan Thompson, which actually he should have ca- he should have caught and put in, uh, but it went off the hands of Tristan, and uh, and that's the end of your game. But you know the Pistons, nobody on the team left, but Derrick Rose <laughs> managed to lead them to a to a victory. 24 points to Derrick Rose, seven assists, four turnovers. Andre Drummond with 23 and 20, he also had five assists and two blocks. Tony Snell at 18 points. Sekou Dumbuya had 15 points, two rebounds, three steals, and he absolutely obliterated Tristan Thompson at the rim on a dunk. Uh, Kevin Love, after all that chaos, after all that drama, puts in 30 points on 12 of 15 shooting. He had nine rebounds, four assists, and the big apology before the game today above, uh, amid the trade rumors. Colin Sexton had 20 points. Uh, Chetty Osman had 17 Grizzlies 119, Timberwolves 112. Timberwolves actually in control of this game, and then they weren't, and then they're in control of this game again, and they weren't, and they probably pulled that out of Carl Anthony Towns' play, but he didn't play. Misses 11th consecutive game with that knee sprain. Memphis wins their third in a row with a monster fourth quarter, 37 points in the fourth, had a 26 run in the middle of the fourth quarter that kind of uh, took control of that game for them, took it away from the Timberwolves. Dylan Brooks with 28 points, John Morant 25 points, four rebounds, seven assists, and he just made some ridiculous passes in this one he made some ridiculous moves made robert covington look like he was me out there on defense like it was eden it was bad like he was just destroying them jaron jackson jr had 21.7 rebounds and three blocks uh jared culver with a career high 24 points uh and then andrew wiggins 15 points four rebounds wolves ran a lot of two point guard sets in this one that had wiggins on the floor and wiggins got frozen out which probably even when he's having a bad game should not happen with carl anthony towns out of the game but this game is about the grizzlies eden they're like a half game back of the eighth seed yeah i mean they are right there in the mix and i have to admit it's they're actually a lot of fun to watch they've put up some pretty bad games all season don't get me wrong but lately morant has been really fun i he handles the ball with just so much ease and he just looks comfortable out there and jaron jackson jr continues to be solid that they just have such a good young core. I'm really excited to see where they go in the next year or so as their yeah. as their young players start to mature a little. 
yeah, I kind of want to see them stay in the mix all season. You know, usually I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll just tank, go get a pick. But this team, like, no, nah, I just want to see them play. I want to see them actually, you know, get that opportunity to get the experience to to compete for a playoff spot, whether they get it or not. I just want to see them stick in that race as long as they can. Uh, another fun one, a weird one in Phoenix tonight. Kings 114, Suns 103. Uh, no Bogdanovich, no Marvin Bagley, no Rashawn Holmes. No Frank Kaminsky for the for the Suns. The Kings were down 21 points. It was tied at halftime. And then I think they were down like 21 in the third quarter. Yeah. And and they come back and win by 11 because De'Aaron Fox took over. He had 27.6 assists. Nemanja Bielitsa took over in the fourth quarter. Dwayne Dedman, after being fined publicly for demanding to trade, comes off the bench 32 minutes, has 12 and 10. He gets some monster stops. He gets some big rebounds. Great game for the Kings offseason in terms of Corey Joseph, Dwayne Dedman, and Trevor Ariza. They all contributed off the bench. Uh, Kings dominated the fourth quarter, 36-16 to 16 in the final period to take down the Suns. Devin Booker, seven straight 30-point games. He has 34 points on 12-21 shooting, also seven assists. Uh, he was three of six in the fourth quarter for the Suns. The rest of the Suns, one of eight. Ouch. <laughs> that is not good. That's not good help there. Bielitsa finished with 19 points. Buddy Hield had 16. Kelly Uber was 17 and 6 in that one. Uh, the uh, the Suns really, really struggling. Needed to pull that victory out against the Kings. And then final game of the night, barely a game. Lakers 117, Knicks 87. We mentioned the Anthony Davis injury earlier in the show. Uh, he did go down with the sacral contusion, which is above the tailbone, and uh, was down for several minutes. Uh, eventually walked back to the locker room under his own uh, under his own power. Finished with five points on two of eight shooting, 28 minutes. Uh, did have six rebounds, five assists, three steals, two blocks. LeBron James, 31 points, five and five. Uh, Bobby Portis got ejected in the second quarter after a flagrant foul on KCP driving to the rim. KCP finished with 15 points despite leaving the game. Uh, he did get checked for a concussion. RJ Barrett, 19 points, five rebounds on nine and 19 shooting. Julius Randle had 15 and 10. Dwight Howard hit a three. That's about all you need to know about this one. Is he <laughs> stepped into a three-point shot and shot it like he meant to Eden. Uh, and the uh, Lakers continue to roll. Let's get to line of the night. Devin Booker, 34 and 7. Uh, Andre Drummond, 23, 20 and 5. Kevin Love, 39 and 4. Chris Paul, 28, 6 and 3. LeBron, 31, 5 and 5. Where is your game of the night, your line of the night going, Eden? I'm giving it to Chris Paul because they won in overtime against Brooklyn. And Chris Paul, I just I love just what we've seen from him this season. He's not washed in case anyone thought he was, you know. Yeah, no, he's he's still very dry. I don't know. I don't know. What the, <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. I uh, that seems that seems to not be accurate at all. But I'm going to go with it. Uh, my line of the night. It's mellow. 28 points game winner in Toronto. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm going mellow time, baby. Gotta go with that. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. Great back-to-back episode on Tuesday you can listen to now. Of course, check out No Dunks. Check out Tampering, House of Strauss all the team-specific shows across the uh, the Athletic Podcast Network from all your favorite beat writers. And you can follow those shows on the app. You get notifications when the new episodes pop up. And, of course, you're not subscribing to the, to the Athletic. Theathletic.com slash dings. Uh, you can get up to 40% off. You never know when that promo's going to end. So sign up right now. It's a new year, new you, new subscription. Go get that thing right now. Thanks for waking up with us. Thanks for uh, taking your medicine. Eat your egos. Get ready for work. Get ready to read The Athletic all day while you pretend to work. And Eden, hit me with that sign-off. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.